Hey everyone, this is Kristen. We've got a great guest. She's been on before. She's Dr. Shannon South, and she's also known as the Joy Doctor. I felt like it was a great show to do and put out on Christmas Eve. Um, this is supposed to be the joyous season, and it isn't for everyone. <laughs> so we're going to go through some processes that she has that really helped me actually during the show. But first, a little bit about her. She's an award-winning therapist, an Amazon best-selling author and a very inspirational speaker. She's an expert in the field of spirituality and healing trauma for the last 20 years. She knows how to assist in finding wholeness and joy naturally, and she helps her clients do just that. She's the founder of the Ignite programs and the Joy IQ self-assessment tool. She's sought after helping coaches, counselors, and chaplains integrate spirit and soul into their practices. Her upcoming book, Ignite, Turn Off the Chaos, Turn on the Joy, is a roadmap to this unique healing process. And you know, we just have fun together when we do these shows. So stick around. If you're not feeling all that great, you'll probably feel even just a little bit better, maybe a lot better once you listen to this show. I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily. I'm strong enough to Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show? After several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hey everyone, Kristen Walker here, and I'm so glad that we have Dr. Shannon South back. Oh my gosh, if y'all remember from a long time ago, we did a show, we talked about joygasms. (laughs) 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 And Shannon and I both, it's the holiday season, we need some joy today, and we're going (laughs) to, we're going to attempt to spread some to y'all as well. So. That's Shannon, right. thank you so much for coming back on the show. Oh, my gosh. I'm always happy to be here. It seems like when we get together, we create new things amidst all the things we bring to the table. So it's <laughs> exactly. great, to, great to be here. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, you got to yeah. have those positive. I, I just um, read a book that I talked about on another show. It's um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a... Oh, yes. 
And right. uh, it, it was really good. It was like, you know, uh, we're not supposed to be happy all the time. So this, um, this idea that you're, there's something wrong with you if you're not just, you know, in complete and utter bliss every moment of your life is a fallacy. And uh, it was nice to hear that and be like, oh, uh, okay, great. But that doesn't mean that we don't need infusions of all kinds of bliss as much as possible just to get oh. through being a human being. <laughs> Girl, you just said it, especially with our brain having a negativity bias. And um, I remember a quote by one of my favorite yogis. He used to say, if you have joy or bliss all the time, you're like a spoiled child. Um, and I remember thinking, mm. wow, I really like that because it's, it's, it's not a great thing for us either. We need a whole life experience to really understand joy, you know, um, and have that underlying well of joy. And that's what I work right. with my clients on a lot is really helping them get to those deeper levels so that they can have a full a whole self experience people want to feel alive and awake and not just stuck in joy <laughs> right even though that might right. not be bad for a day <laughs> right exactly we don't want to become stepford people so and no, the contrast no. is what helps us really enjoy that joy so you know i've i've Absolutely. certainly talked while i've been depressed on the show and I've talked about being depressed the whole show is about mental health so but yeah. I uh, you know the the contrast to those struggles are the ability to experience joy at a you know a whole different level which is fantastic and it doesn't happen every single day so. oh good lord no it absolutely does not some days our subconscious um, triggers, for lack of a better word, our survival patterns are up and out, and they are not pleasant. So I was just talking when we have about, those days, that's how it goes. Yeah, and I was just talking about this with one of our other podcasters, uh, Joe Fusaro with Hysteria Radio. Mm. He, um, I call him Joda. Um, Ooh, he's a very, love very wise dude. And uh -huh. um, <laughs> we were talking about, gosh, are we... Uh, like, are our families addicted to being miserable? Like, is that a thing? Like, as soon as anybody gets a little too happy, we, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, mm -hmm. it can feel like that for sure. So today we're going to talk about the power of joy and what, what we've got for you listeners are five powerful proven ways to heal yourself and have more joy over the holidays. I know I need to hear this. Right. That's right, girl. We're going to get into about that. It. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're great practices and they're simple, some of them, and some of them are more complex, but they're ones that you can actually integrate in your life like right now. So that's mm. what I love about these is they're very in integratable into what's happening with you at any moment. So I love right. that. Well, mm -hmm. let's, let's kick it off. What's number one? Yeah, absolutely. M number one is one of my absolute favorite ones. And it is, if you're going to do anything, put yourself into it a hundred percent. So what they've proven over time is that we, you know, our joy meter decreases big time if we are multitasking, doing three or four things at once, and truly scattering and splattering ourselves all over the place. And so when we fully throw ourselves into something, even if it's something like we can't stand, like, you know, doing the dishes, doing the laundry, whatever, <laughs> cleaning right. up the dog poo in the yard, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, whatever we're doing, it's like, if we're really, if we really get into it a hundred percent, it will, it literally increase our joy. So I believe it's about presence and really fully being present with what is so that we can throw our whole self into it because that split 
is where we lose our energy and where we lose some of the joy. So it's a beautiful thing to know that if we really get into something, and it doesn't have to be the most adrenaline bursting thing we get into, right? It just can be whatever, something simple, mm-hmm. even. but it's about being present fully to the experience. And that helps our joy a lot. So, okay. I hate doing the dishes. So mm-hmm. be, being present to doing the dishes, I don't even want to be doing them. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. so what would be so. something that uh or or let or let me something even less you know ridiculous than that let's say you're at a you know family dinner for over the holidays mm-hmm. and it's you know somebody starts talking politics you're the uncle is picking on somebody else or the aunt is picking and it's just really truly awful and you cannot wait to get the heck out of there how how right. how would this help you cuz you do, you definitely want to i mean i've had moments where i'm like can i disassociate now like can i start disassociating uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well I, you know it, it uh, it's so true and it's like our our whole energy wants to jump onto the feeling <laughs> instead of being present at that dinner table right right um but, you know, it really is kind of accepting and loving what is. And that's the whole Byron mm-hmm. Katie thing, right? I mean, it's like right. if we're fully present in that moment and like, oh, wow, here we go down the political rabbit hole, you know, and this feels yucky. Right. If we kind of throw ourselves into that, um, and that may be even say, speaking up and saying, hey, that felt yucky, you know, so we were getting into it. Um, mm-hmm. That could be the, what creates the awakening for us, because if we're resisting and going into fight flight and pushing ourselves away from it, that resistance creates a lot of suffering. Um, So I believe that's kind of the crux of that teaching is that if we can be fully present, it, it, what it does is it actually puts us in that flow state, you know, happier people have more flow and the flow state is the one where you get into something and you lose track of time. So usually the flow state is attached to like something you really enjoy. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, yeah. create a project, get into it. You're in the flow state. That's easy. Right. That, that's how I feel about my work, which I know I'm very lucky, yeah. but that's how I feel totally. about my, my work. I'm so ha- I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And then, but I have uh, a hard time um, not having all my love and enjoyment be what I obtained from work. Absolutely. That can get um, that when you love it so much, you get in that flow state that it kind of can get even out of balance. (laughs) It sounds like right needs that you have. Totally. Exactly. Uh, Like like uh, having a hobby. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which will take us to actually uh, number two on the list. Can I go ahead and move to that one? Because you just kind of said something important. I did that on purpose just to let you know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't do it on purpose. You're good. You're (laughs) you're tuned in with me. You're tuned in. Um, So the next proven way that we can have more joy that actually rewires us for joy, and this may sound like, duh, this is stupid. I can't believe you're saying that. But um, the truth is we need to choose things that bring us joy, that make us have more positive emotion. So what they found with that is if you choose something that brings you positive emotion, like a hobby. So let's say work brings you positive emotion. You were talking about that. But, you know, there's got to be more than just work. You know, variety is the spice of life. Um, And um, so if you choose another hobby that brings you joy, let's say, then that is going to bring you more positive emotion. And that is actually going to decrease your risk of heart disease by 22%. Is that not cool? Wow. That's amazing. I know. So they did a study where they they said one to five was the scale of positive emotion for people. And let's say five is the most positive emotion. 
one is like the least positive emotion. If you even up your positive emotion scale by one point, choosing things that bring you more positive emotion, you will have that 22% decrease in heart disease. Mm, I think that's why I did so much volunteer work because it just brought so much of that joy and passion. And I felt so Uh present and alive while I was Uh doing it. I miss that. I haven't uh, moved around quite a bit, so I haven't gotten back um, back into that, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, cause boy, does that help you when you're just doing something for others uh, and, and you're doing a good thing for others. Um, mm-hmm. That that's definitely fantastic. But so is, you know, I I've known people that really struggle with depression and um, let's say they play guitar and that's something mm-hmm. that really, um, you know, helps them and, you know, does that 22% lowering, you know, all those things, but the more depressed they get, they stop playing it. Ooh. And yeah, uh, I've been able to recover know. from addiction by just playing an instrument. I mean, do you know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, you can, yeah. You can be that good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So those are, those are some things to like to fight through and just keep doing that thing that you love, even if you're you know, really struggling with depression. So it, um, well, because, I'm glad you said yeah. that. Yeah, because the depression, I do believe, lives in the cells of our body. And, you know, with some of these processes I use, like uh, the more whole self processes that access your subconscious, your conscious, and what we call in my training, your super conscious, your wise self. Your wise self knows you need to play that guitar, right? Or it knows right. you need to play that instrument, but your subconscious survival pattern is to kind of shut down and go into freeze maybe or something right mm, yeah so yeah, exactly. um, they're in conflict those two are in conflict and what I love about this transpersonal approach that I teach is that it helps you integrate the two that are in conflict those two fighting parts that really get you into that depression mm. so like the part that's fighting against the wise part and they're in this battle and then they just stop doing something right because they can't they're 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 exhausted by the battle Right. That's, I think, something that a lot of people don't understand about depression is that it is so exhausting and someone can look like they're completely inert, lazy, um, just get up and walk, you know, whatever. They can look like that on the outside, but you have no idea the battle that they're waging on the inside that is so physically, mentally, emotionally exhausting that the thought of even putting on a shoe is just too much. Boy. You said it well, because, you know, those emotions live in our molecules of our um, of the uh, body. So all those emotions are in there and they have a lot of power. And if we don't have somewhere to move those emotions, we are stuck. That's one of the secrets that I have in my uh, ebook that I have for counselors is um, this whole thing about um, emotion. Like it is the catalyst for change. It is the gas to the car for the change. So that's why we uh, need to choose positive emotion. Does that make sense? Because yeah, without totally that, does. the cars driving backwards are stuck and pulled off on the side of the road. I mean, we're not moving forward. We're like really in deep, deep mud in our life. <laughs> and it feels that way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I love that because it, it's, you're so yeah. right too about the balance because I've seen the other side of the coin where someone with, let's say, severe OCD and so and not treat, you know, they won't treat it. Um, and so mm-hmm. everything is, you know, in its perfect order, in its perfect place. And in their mind, it's, I will be happy 
and I can only be happy when everything is in its perfect order. And yet, mm. even with everything in its perfect order, they're miserable. So, boy, you just spoke spoke something very important. That's that perfectionism. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it and it's, it's debilitating. It's a killer. <laughs> it's a killer. They used to call that repetition compulsion to, you know, people just obsess and obsess and obsess and obsess. And that's why it's so valuable to have more. Again, I'm not mean to harping on the same thing, but these whole self processes, because they access these deeper things and actually get to the real need underneath the obsessing. And so Mm -hmm. that's super important. I know we're veering away from like the positive emotion tip, but um, we, if we get in there and use those negative emotions in a way to help, shift the consciousness of the person then that's what creates the shift so instead of getting out of that brain block you know that they have with OCD the repetition the same record playing over and over not getting not getting the results they want (laughs) exactly and you know every and it's just another measure of how different and unique we all are as human beings some of us our depression manifests in you know, spending a lot of time in bed. And for others of us, depression manifests in constant obsessive activity. And it's just as unique as every human being is. So um, it's not a one size fits all. But what does work for everybody, no matter where you sit on this very, very wide spectrum is, you're right, getting access to those positive emotions. And that brings us into number three, the power of your awareness. <laughs> ah, that's right. There you go. Know thyself. Right. Know know what your what what are what are your gotchas? What are your um you know what what is it that you know about yourself? And I think that fits too with the power of presence because if you're present in each moment, no matter how difficult the moment may be, you right. you're able to um. You know, access yourself um, and your ability to provide self care uh, much more rapidly and actually be able to do it completely. You can't do that when you're disassociating from yourself and what's going on. Absolutely not. No, if you're in that survival pattern, it's really hard. That's why we have to do some of these things with support. You can't just expect to go run off and do them on your own. You know, you need a supportive guide on the side. You know, my mm-hmm. teacher used to say, don't be a sage on the stage. Be a guide on the side because that oh. person has the answers. Don't you love that? They have the knowing in them. They have that knowing and they have that joy and that love within them. You just have to guide them on how to access that part of them so it can help them heal. I mean, that's my passion is to bring in the joy, the love, the the what they call in my training, the super conscious self, the wise self, so that it helps the person. They've got it in there. Right. So, you know, being that, we mm. need support to do that. That's why I say I, I love this. I love you. I mean, I know if I, I think I'd mm-hmm. asked you one time when I still lived in North Carolina, <laughs> can you be my therapist? Because I, you right. know, we get to the deep cry stuff too, but also oh, just yeah. that infusion oh, yeah. of joy. But, um, yes. but you know, I, I think people that are in the field or in any, well, especially in this field, um, feel like they've got to get out there and be the one that knows the answers to everything. And that's why people are showing up is to hear this wise sage uh, that knows all mm-hmm. the answers. And the reality mm-hmm. is that nobody knows all the answers. Nobody. We're all just figuring it out, including right. you know the Dalai Lama, uh, <laughs> Brene Brown, everybody. Mm-hmm. We're all just figuring out. We can 
help, like you say, but, um, but we don't, we aren't the one that knows. It's not like math. Mental health is not like math. One plus no, one does not always not. equal two when it comes to mental <laughs> right. health. Right. I mean, I think Abraham Maslow was right on. Remember his uh, self-actualization scale, you know, mm -hmm. where he like had survival and then belonging and you go up the triangle to self-actualization. We're all in process. We're all right. in process every day, every moment, co-creating our reality and we're doing the best we can. So it's right. like we we do need that guide on the side to help us be present, like going back to what you said earlier, because the more present we are to what's happening in us, our shadow side and our joyful side, the more control we have, the more positive control we have. I'm not saying we can control all the insides. I don't mean that because it really, right. you know, it's how we're relating to those inside patterns is what's really going to free us or not. If we're relating to them from like a place of shame or blame or hatred for the self or any of that. You know, that's going to sink us down into the depression land. But if we're relating right. to those places from a, a place that can help us uplift us, like self-compassion or love or understanding or support, that's a whole different ballgame when it comes right. to joy. You so know, it just those, uplifts us to joy. Absolutely. So having, you know, the support around you, give some examples of what people can, you know, can look at in their own lives in terms of developing the support that they need. I know, obviously, going to therapy is a great way for me to have that. But what about, you know, from you, ways that, oh, that yeah. you work with people? Well, people that can help you be more authentic and real um, and that accept you for who you are. You know, it's like if you have a crappy moment or a crappy day, you know, they, they say to you, let it out. And then they encourage you also to move out of it, you know. You want kind of that balance of love and logic, kind of like a good parent, you know, <laughs> like, right. you, you want people in your life like that who will also say, hey, get out of it, but also say to you, hey, I love you exactly as you are. So yeah. um, that's so, so valuable for joy. It is. It is. It's really good to have some someone, even just one person in your life that can oh, kind of go, you know, you're you're really kind of negative lately. Is something going on? But say it in the way that they know you're not going to go to DEFCON 1 over that statement. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't want friends who keep feeding your drama. You know what I mean? You don't want to just yes. keep feeding it. Those, we've got those friends, too. You know, it's like, oh, gosh. Then you yeah. leave and you feel heavier and more exhausted than you've ever felt when you get away from them, you know? <laughs> I know. Even even really good friends, I've got really good mm -hmm. friends, even really good friends will, you know, because we all mess up, Every everybody messes up. I've got one mm -hmm. that will tell me some kind of something that I, that, that they know I won't like, and it, and it's not really necessary for me to hear it. And that's their, that's kind of their thing. Every so often uh -huh. that happens and I have to sit back and go, okay, this is, this is them doing that thing. And I, you know, and, uh, and I'm going to have to really, I really didn't need to hear that. <laughs> well, you mostly don't want advice from people. None of us do. You mostly want them to be with you, right. you know, be with you and then be uplifting. Yeah. I mean, that's really what you want and not uplifting in a way of even giving you advice. You know, I know I have a dear friend who loves to give me advice. And every time I call her, I don't want her advice. I just want to talk about it. And I'm, you know, and then ask her maybe, and I would love for her to say, well, what do you need? 
Yeah. <laughs> that would be like the best question she could ask me. But she wants to say, like, well, you know, when you do this, you know, she gets into that. And I'm like, oh, I get off the phone. I'm like, oh, man, that felt bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And it's, it's, it's a good place when you can get with someone. I can say that to my ex-husband. I can say, listen, I don't, please stop trying to solve what I'm telling you. I just, yeah. I just need to to say it. And, you know, it's great when you can get to that place. Language with someone, which again is knowing yourself and then knowing mm, those that you love that are in your life. And, and again, so that's that a joy bringer. Can say. It is yeah. absolutely. That's a joy right? builder because you know what you need. You can ask yeah. for what you need and you, you're more aware. I think that's the key to successful relationships. I really do. Because if we don't even know what to ask for and we don't even know what we need, we don't even know ourselves well enough to even ask. I mean, I think our relationships tend to suffer because we don't even know what to ask for. And then we're frustrated and we're getting things we don't need. So that, you right. know, is so valuable to joy to know thyself, like you said, because it's this sense of knowing. And again, being able to tap into that, um, that it gives us a sense of positive power in our lives. Right. And right. We, exactly. we need to have some of that. <laughs> even for those you know, uncomfortable I situations. I mean, I've I actually I've had. Um, somebody that was a key part of my life that anytime I would say, look, this thing that you do really hurts my feelings. Like, you know, just nothing, no drama in the conversation, no anger in the tone of voice I'm using. I'm just saying, I need you know you to not do this because it really bothers me. And immediately that person was, oh, you're being abusive. And I'm like, really? I'm oh, being no. abusive because I'm telling you, because oh, they gosh. literally can't hear anything out of, wow. you know, and, and with that, you have to disconnect because if you yeah. can't, part of knowing yourself too is knowing who you should be around. <laughs> yes, it really is because it matters a lot to be yeah. have people that you can be authentic with absolutely yes. or it feels fake it feels fake and it feels unhelpful so exactly. um, it's a, joy building friends that's kind of our synopsis here you know joy yeah. building acquaintances and friends absolutely which hey Excuse leads me. us right into the power of your choices which is number 4 <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it stepping out of the drama Perfect. triangle and into your strengths which listeners by the way dr shannon south is the one who wrote all of these but and i love them but i i love that yeah stepping out of the drama triangle woo that's true. that's rough true. especially for the holidays because you know you're mm -hmm. like perhaps you're supposed to be with family and sometimes a lot of that drama is uh, right there in your family it is the number one thing that would create suffering for you as anyone is being in the drama triangle and we get into it like trying to rescue someone or we're, we're you know negating them and persecuting them kind of like that person did with you you know what I mean when you're just asking right. for what you need or we get into this victim place you know where that's a hard one you know we start to feel victimized by life and take it super personal and that right. creates a lot of suffering. So this drama triangle can be something outside of us. Like you said, with family and friends, it also can be inside of us. We do it to ourselves. Right. We get in the drama triangle inside, <laughs> blaming ourselves, beating ourselves up, victimizing ourselves. I mean, we do this. So it's a huge joy gift to be able to step out of the drama triangle, observe the drama triangle, but not identify with the drama triangle. And that's a huge practice towards joy. And that is boy. something... Yeah, you don't just boom, you got it. That's like you nope. you have to 
you have to do that's a lifetime of it's of, a practice uh, fine-tuning right. <laughs> it really is and meditation helps a lot with that and some of these uh transpersonal processes because again they help you kind of access wise mind i had the coolest example of this client who's dealing with addiction and he's been in recovery for a long time not in a long time, but this is his third round in recovery. And he says to me the other day, he said, I was about to go and do something that it would have been a choice that he did not want to make. And he would have normally made it out of being impulsive and it would have created some suffering for him. And he said, I was about to go do this thing. And he said, I remember that we, that we contacted my wise mind last time. And he said, oh my gosh, I forgot I had this wise mind. And when I remembered I had it, the wise mind was like, you don't really want to do that, do you? And he was like, no. And he didn't do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is huge. Because he was <laughs> able to track himself, make a better choice, and realize he had a wise mind in him. He had a part of him that loved him, that was wise, and had joy there that would create a more joyful life. And wasn't that a cool shift for him to, to catch, you know, catch that? so empowering. Oh, my gosh. When you do that for yourself and you mm. do it consciously. I mean, sometimes, you know, of course there's survival mechanisms that we all have in place so we can take care of ourselves uh, in those ways. But sometimes we're often we're unconscious to how well we do take care of ourselves. How I, I had somebody come on the show that said, you know, historically, Kristen, you've always come out. Okay. Right. Like I want you to write down every time you've been in, you know, like and historically, like you, you've made sure. it right. Like you have right, made right, it. Right. And you feel like you forget that you forget. Oh yeah. I have a track record. I'm, I have a really good track record of making it. And the, there is a shift. I think that's what you're saying. And this certainly is true for me that there's a shift when you don't, when you aren't just making it, when you consciously avoid or step out of things, pull, watch yourself, pull yourself out of something that could be destructive, but you're consciously aware of it. You're not just surviving a, a situation. Absolutely. You're actually, and that's a different, that's a whole other thing to be aware of what you just did. And then, and then to, the next step for me is then taking the time to pat yourself on the back for it. Oh, so true. And really noticing what you've done because we have right. such a habit of what we haven't done and where we need to get and where we're going in the future. And, and the downside to that is that we're never satisfied. And right. so this part that can recognize, oh, my gosh, I just made this amazing decision, even if it seems small, but we know it's huge because it's like we have actually shifted the ocean liner of that pattern. Do you know what I mean? The whole huge yeah. ocean liner, we've shifted it in a whole different direction. That is so powerful when we can do that. I mean, it really is amazing. And we want to give ourselves a lot of kudos for that. Right, exactly. Noticing those even, those little, little things that we do to make our totally. lives better that you did for yourself. You, you know, yeah, I, picked, I picked up the phone and called a friend that uh, I haven't spoken to in forever. And we're the kind of friends where 10 years could go by without us speaking and we would pick up right where we left off. And she just had a baby. So she's just, you know, she's got, got two teenagers. I mean, she has no talk about having no time runs her own business too, you know, but we, we made the connect and we both just started crying on the phone because just because we were speaking to each other. And I was like, wow. Oh. 
you know, and that's one of that's those things powerful. that you, you choose to, um, you know, you choose, I could have just been like, you know, she's so busy and, or she easily could say, I'm so busy. You just don't have time for this call, but we did it anyway. And, um, you know, half an hour, that's it. And that was, that was a buzz that carried me through the entire day. <laughs> well, you just said something powerful because we were talking about the power of choices and, I think sometimes we make these we make this way too complicated. Sometimes these simple choices that we make that are so deeply nurturing to us, you know, they have a lot of research on joy around um, simple things. That if you can really get into simple things like connecting with your good buddy or enjoying a flower or enjoying a sunset, if you can get into those things, um, they increase your joy because, you know, joyful people, when they look at research, they have six beats less per minute. Of, their heart rate is slower. Wow. And isn't that neat? So it's like, if we really find out, joy does not have to be like jumping off Mount Everest or climbing Mount Kilimanjaro or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, or having 50,000 likes on your Facebook post. I mean, it's like joy is really about getting into making positive, nurturing, deep choices for us and knowing thyself well to do that. I know we're combining a couple of these, but it's true. These simple choices That's fuel so us true. deeply, deeply. And, and sometimes our survival patterns take us away from those simple joy filled choices. Absolutely. And I think too, um, with this world that we live in where Facebook and, you know, all, all of our stuff is out there and I'm calling myself out, you know, listeners, please try not to laugh as you hear me say this, but you know, <laughs> I talk on a podcast and I talk about my life and, um, and so clearly I'm out there, you know, sharing my personal stuff, but there's such a, there are also ways, even in this very public way of being that a lot of us have with social media where these huh? joy moments can be so extremely private and they're probably best to be completely private because it's really just for you. Yes, absolutely. It's just so true. I remember when I was taking care of my father and he was really sick and I was feeling really overwhelmed and he wanted me to call him every night and then he wanted me to visit every weekend because he knew he was dying. And I remember, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed and so tired because I was working and had a kid and doing everything. Mm -hmm. But I remember this was a precious window of time and I wanted to access it. So I wanted to throw myself into it a hundred percent, the best I could. Right. And so I did. And there was so much joy in that, but there was also a moment when I realized nobody really appreciates all I'm doing. And I thought, Shannon, why are you not appreciating all you're doing? <laughs> Yeah. And I, and I had this aha. Oh my gosh, you need to give yourself some serious, like a serious joy bomb about this. You need to be like, you're an awesome daughter. You're an awesome person. So I started giving myself this joy bomb of appreciation and thanking myself for all I was doing. And oh my gosh, I started bawling and then I'm crying and mm. crying. It was the most powerful thing. And after that, I did not feel overloaded by the commitment that I'd chosen. I felt some this freedom of like, oh my gosh, I'm deeply appreciating myself because I know I'm really fully invested. I'm fully in, you know, I'm in the game. And, and that's um, much different up. than, yeah, that's much different folks than when we do shows on narcissism. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's totally different. It's like it comes from the heart. It's like I really yes. got 
my worth and value instead of beating myself up, you know, right. and just being exhausted and feeling victimized. There's that drama triangle thing, feeling victimized by the choices I've made. I made a choice to fully be present with my dad before he died, you know, and be there for him. Yeah, um, I'm trying to really yeah. Oh, I'm glad you just brought that up. I, I was really beating myself up. Of, you know, it's the holidays. So you start thinking about family and there's been so much trauma and all this stuff oh, that is not unique to me. It's, you know, a lot, everybody in some way or form deals with this, but I've been like, you know, really beating me myself about up about the things I've said on my shows even and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. okay, okay. You know what? That's a process processes can mm -hmm. look really ugly sometimes we can, you know I mean you're, you're I, I I'm, I'm human and I can be just mm -hmm. as hateful or upset or whatever but when you just said that about your dad it made me think oof yeah I made a very distinct choice to take care of my family um, and devote mm -hmm. years of my life to that and there was a lot yeah. of pain in that choice mm -hmm. but the fact that I made that choice is something I've never ugh, even makes me get all teary eyed oh, now wow. makes me um oh, think yeah. you know yeah I never said hey that was something that you should have maybe taken five minutes to say good for you you know good job that's right that's right <laughs> it, it, it's powerful it's yeah. yeah, yeah. Take that in, girl. Because it's true. It's very powerful. And I love Absolutely. Carolyn Mays. She says to me, Carolyn Mays always says the, the quote, she says, um, when you make a choice, fully support yourself in it. And then it becomes the best choice. Um, don't you love right. that? Yeah. It's like give yourself the inner support that you deserve and need for that choice. And, you know, I love that you just kind of went back and did that because it's like you allow yourself that connection to, wow, give me a skinny minute, you know, to say, wow, good job. <laughs> a skinny minute. I like it. With everything that's so fast, fast, fast today, that's perfect. Even minutes, listeners, can be skinny. <laughs> but we have to give ourselves them. You know, we have to. We, we, we really spend a lot of time beating yourself up and boy, that's going to just, you know, take those 22 minutes and, and add, um, you know, put them on the other side of the coin, which um, zaps our joy and our lifespan. It totally does. I love the saying, and this is, comes in my training as well, the transpersonal training, is that healing is softening. So mm. it's like softening these ways we push ourselves and these patterns and how we kind of push and push and these more masculine patterns that we get into. It's like, and healing really is about softening and becoming something oh new and different. This is and why I want you I on our network. You need to be oh. telling this to a lot of people <laughs> because it's so true. The, the, mm -hmm. Not being so hard on yourself, not being so hard yeah. on others. It allows you to, I mean, I can have somebody uh, come in my life and be really, I was telling Shannon this before we aired, I, I got, it's just an out of the blue, very rude, rude email from someone. And 
my life is not filled with that kind of stuff anymore. So I have mm-hmm. really softened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have softened. And so my experience is not a lot of that stuff. And when it does happen every so often, because this is life, I don't walk around in a bliss bubble by any means. I am right. still taken aback. And that's actually a good thing. Because if I if I was running around with that thick skin or in hyper reactive mode over every negative thing that that came in, um, those were really unhealthy, unhealthy times. But my, the ability to take it in and be soft about it instead of rah, right back uh-huh. is, is something that you learn with age. <laughs> it, it is so true. Older people are actually usually happier. And when they study older people, I think they find yeah. some of that, some of that softening, some of that healing of those push yeah. patterns that they've had for decades that have, they've gotten worn out with and they finally get mm. it. You know, it's great to go to a counselor and get that kind of stuff because it speeds up the process. But these are all self-actualization processes that actually are happening anyway, whether you go to a counselor or not. You know, right. we, I mean, we go to counselors and coaches and it does speed things up. I mean, we can shift into that space faster if we go in to see someone really fast, actually, with some of these processes. But my goodness, it, it, it happens naturally, too. And that's so beautiful that that's, we're in process like that if we allow that to happen. Yeah. Oof. Well, let's talk about number five, the power of oh, your yeah. playfulness. 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 Oh, we love play. Talk about that mm. and what it does with our dopamine and, and especially around the holidays. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, I did a study um, for folks that had trauma in their history, and that's a lot of people. <laughs> I hate to say it. Yeah, I don't but know anyone that hasn't. So. <laughs> I know. I know. So these folks had a deficiency in dopamine. And in this study, I found that they were really deficient in dopamine. There were only two of us that had a normal dopamine level, and that was me, and that was another gal that was in the study, and that was it. The rest, everybody else had a super big deficiency. And um, so I gave them this meditation, and in the meditation, they had to acknowledge the truth of who they were, as well as do some breathing and oh, really get to that deeper, send me deeper a level. Of this. Oh, I, I mean, will. it's please. on my website too that you can oh, anyone okay. can get it for okay. free. Yeah, um, and and it, it, it increased their dopamine significantly within three weeks. So I was oh just thrilled gosh. about that because we have a dopamine deficiency in our culture, and this exactly t- pigeon toes from what we just were talking about those hard patterns, the hardening and the push and all those things that we do to ourselves. Those create, I think they almost just drill down our dopamine to the nub, almost like nothing in this, you know, yeah. I mean, culture. I, I just did a um, genetic test, which I'm sorry, listeners, that I haven't told you where yet because I'm still speaking with the um, lab company that, that does it. Um, so I can't really share where, who they are yet, but um, it it tests, of course, dopamine levels and many other things related to addiction and trauma. And yeah, I'm like so deficient in that genetically. And I know that that's runs in my family as well. So yeah, you, you have to do those things that, um, like meditation I've found too, that just really help enhance it. Because if you are already behind the eight ball, because genetically you're predisposed to being low in it. Oh, Uh just makes oh, life it's that much more difficult. 
It really does. And I think that's why antidepressants are on the rise and all these things. And what I love about the work I do is that it's a natural way to boost your dopamine one, but it's also a natural way to rewire yourself for joy so that those Mm -hmm. old survival patterns in your subconscious mind are not sucking the dopamine out of you. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like those subconscious generational patterns that are passed down over and over and over in the centuries and centuries, that they don't suck the life out of you, that you actually can recreate a new pattern in your system and rewire yourself for dopamine, for joy, for your wise self to be in charge. I mean, that's huge that we have that capacity to do that, and then we're naturally more playful. I mean, that whole creativity and play that you and I experience when we're talking, yes. it's like that is, <laughs> that's, that's the joy, that's the wise mind really getting into each other. You know, we're just having a great old time. And um, it's wonderful that way that we have access to that creativity and play. And I think they go together. The spontaneity, Absolutely. you know. Oh my gosh, you know? I mean, I think, I think about times that I, you know, just laughed hysterically and, you know, and just with wild abandon. And it's almost like as an adult, you're like not allowed to do that because then you're irresponsible and it's utterly ridiculous. I mean, and things like this, like, you know, you, I I was doing a podcast with a whole bunch of people, somebody else's podcast, and they were talking about, well, you know, it's so depressing because you go and you look at like this video that Will Smith does where he's jumping out of an air plane on a bungee cord or whatever and like his life looks so amazing and that he does this and he does that and then you're somehow Uh supposed to compare your life uh and you work at a grocery store with this person will smith and my god it's such a recipe for feeling like crap Uh (laughs) it's true it's caring you know and you know Uh nobody even will smith is not happy every single second of his life. He's not living a better life than you, you listener who may be working at a grocery store or, and I'm just using that example, who cares where somebody works or that you don't have a job and you're trying to get one or, 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 or. Yeah. It it, it just isn't. Um, He is not living a better life than you are. He's living his life. You're living your life. And those two things are like apples and oranges. Absolutely. So that comparison sucks the life out of us. I want to review our five five yes, powerful absolutely. proven ways to heal yourself. So we have the power of presence. We've talked about that quite a bit. We, ha- we have not talked about passion as much, but real quickly about the power of passion is that passion is the pipeline to the soul or whatever you want to call love or joy or whatever you want to call that, right? Um, and then the power of your awareness, know thyself. We talked about that. The power of your choices, we've talked about stepping out of drama, and the power mm-hmm. of playfulness and dopamine. These are so, so important. And, um, you know, I share more about how to access those. Like if you find you're a counselor, counselors, we're the worst. <laughs> we can neglect ourselves, counselors and coaches. I mean, we neglect ourselves horribly sometimes. And because we're trained that way and we're trained to look to be pay attention to others over ourselves very often. And that makes us good counselors, but it also creates a disconnect. And so um, if you as a counselor find you're really challenged with some of these things, you know, I think my new ebook I was telling you about earlier would be helpful because it actually brings in 
six different secrets on how to really bring those opposites together like we were talking about earlier how to bring those two sides of the self or the three or four sides that are not in agreement <laughs> to the table and how to get right. them focused and integrated so that you can move towards that wise joyful loving self being in charge more and more and more what's the name um, of so the ebook thank you yeah it's called Six secrets every counselor, social worker, and therapist or coach should know to be successful Ooh, with their clients. I love it. Yeah. I love Thank that. You. And, and you know, lay people read it too. So yes, please oh, yeah. tell oh, our yeah. listeners Absolutely. where they can. You want to have joy in your life? Read, listen, listen to anything this woman Shannon South has oh, to say. Yeah. Every time I talk to her, I'm like. <laughs> But yeah, tell everyone <laughs> where they can find the ebook, this meditation, everything. Yes, absolutely. So go to my website. It's all there, drshannonsouth.com. If you move down to the very center, you'll see Six Secrets ebook right there. And you can click on that and download it for free immediately. And then the dopamine enhancing meditation, if you'd like that, just go to my contact page, send me your email, and I will send that to you. I'll send the video right on over. Oh, so if fantastic. you want that dopamine enhancing meditation, it will, it will be in your inbox in no time. <laughs> how, how many times or you know, over this three week period, I'm already like, I need the instructions. Um, <laughs> sorry, you recommend that someone does this. Yes. Like, thank you. No, we do need instructions. So what I did in my study, I did it three to five minutes a day for three weeks. For three weeks. So okay. um, it takes about three to five minutes to do the actual meditation. Um, it is, you know, breathing in love, loving and loved. It's breathing in that deep awareness of who we are. And it's releasing those old messages of drama and trauma. So Ooh. it's really cool how it deals with both opposite sides of the self. Because it's not just like a straight aff affirmation. Sometimes affirmations won't go in because we got all this subconscious noise going on. So right. <laughs> it's like right. this actually truly brings in through the breathing and the um. The, the way you set it up, it brings in the affirmation into the cells of your body more by the way that you bring it in. So I think that's why it's more effective than like a regular affirmation practice, even though those are fine to a point. Sometimes they don't right. work. So. Yes, sometimes they don't. If you are, if you're not in a great space, they just don't work. And then you feel even no. more negative because now look, I can't even, you know, these affirmations don't even work. So yeah, you do have exactly. to get yourself. I love this. I love this meditation. I will be doing it for the next three weeks. Just, uh, talking about <laughs> it on the show. Cause uh, oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so yeah, much for coming on the show. Oh, I'm so glad so you welcome. came up with this idea of talking about the power of joy and us doing this, yeah, you know, uh, during this time of the year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If anyone just tries even one, two or three of the things we talked about and puts them into practice, they will find a significant increase in their joy meter for sure. <laughs> so it's a good thing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shannon. And thank you thank listeners you. for tuning into another edition of Mental Health News Radio. I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous, and they're just good people. And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. 
And lastly, copenotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. good intentions i heat up and act on my emotions thanks so much for listening to mental health news radio our podcast can be found on itunes stitcher and hundreds of other podcast apps or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com if you have a question or would like to be a guest become a podcaster on our network or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all we promised, we'd be cordial. Sometimes in you, I can fight it. Good boy.